Joker. What did you think of it? Everyone was raving about it beforehand, weren't they? Yeah, it kind of builds it up. Does that does that set it up for a bit of a fall? A for little sure. bit. Mainly because the people who say, oh, it's really good, don't I, tend to rate their opinions you, of films. Yeah, you look at them and you think, hmm. Mm, you enjoyed We've got Rainbow e- the movie. Our good friend Elliot, shout out Elliot Hackney, but he loves, <laughs> he loves every superhero yeah. movie. So when he said he liked this, I was like, don't trust you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, don't, I, I, don't, I love the guy. Don't trust his movie so reviews. Mean. <laughs> no, it's true though. Everyone likes their own thing. Yeah. But generally, I, I don't go for superhero movies. Have you ever gone for superhero movies? Batman. Like, right. That, so that's why I gave Joker a chance. Right. Because the last time I went to the movies, because mm-hmm. I hate the movies. Mm, of course. I don't like being surrounded by people. Um, Especially not when they're watching the film and well, you're eating loudly. This is how long ago it was. The Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah. That was the last time I went to the fucking movies, right? Yeah. 2012. So you only go to see Batman movies? Pretty much. Yeah. I've realised that now. Because it's worth it. That Those were cinematic, incredible pieces and of also, work. And also, as superhero movies go, there's a an element, and I'm not saying they're believable, but there's an element of believability about the story. Dark. He's a normal guy. Mm-hmm. He's a normal billionaire. The, in, in, that, in that regard, is he's a human being without yeah. superpowers. Gritty and, exactly. yeah, and he's fractured like yeah. myself a little bit yeah he's so, lost it. he lost his parents young there, there's something that draws every young man in i think about batman well there's that, a backstory to it where alone afraid and don't have superpowers like yes i can relate to that mm. i can't relate to superman i can't relate to spider-man not really yeah i get what you mean i i think part of the problem with this this movie is people are comparing it to other superhero movies it isn't really a superhero movie it's an outlier in the genre, isn't it? But because it isn't. You shouldn't compare it to other superhero movies. Absolutely. It's not like the rest. The rest are bad, um, in a big way, in my opinion, because you don't have the fleshed-out storyline. Like the way if you watch Spider-Man, for example, the first one, the way they skip from bitten by a spider to saving the world is like mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. It's so quick. Even Batman, where they try and flesh it out a bit. Which I loved. If you were basing the Batman series on Batman Begins, mm. that was lightweight. Do you know what I mean? It, and, and often you need the villains to really bring the best out of... Christian Bale, I rate Christian Bale as an actor, mm-hmm. but he isn't at his best as Batman, in my opinion. He's better in other things. I think he's the best Batman, though. I... Well, who's who's no, better? I, I didn't find him... When he's playing Bruce Wayne and he's all so charismatic... And yeah. He's very, I didn't find that believable. I found right. it... like. I, I get that he's trying to do fake bad guy to them, but I, I don't know. I've, I'm not saying that there's been any great Batman characters, to be honest with you. I think Michael Keaton, was con- he was the first. He was considered to be good, but I also felt like when I looked at Michael Keaton, he didn't quite seem, sw- I guess, like chiseled Talk. enough. No, no, no. I'm not talking about... Like looks, Batman isn't about the looks as much as for me as it's about believing that you have a real dark side to your personality. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton, the, no. the, the Batman character, I think Val Kilmer was the closest they came to someone who come across as a Rooted. suave billionaire, but mm-hmm. actually there was a dark side to him. But even he didn't nail it. Yeah, definitely not. But that was more down to the direction of the film. Anyway, the, 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 the point is, he's now, the Joker is now out, or Joker is now out, and it was meant to be a backstory. Now that for me, in the first place with Joker, is a problem. Because to some extent, I like the mystery 
of Joker and that I don't know where he's come from. That he does seem like this almost... Oh, this is harder to listen to. I think you're being unfair here. Ying to a yang. No, I'm not saying I hate it, therefore. I'm just saying the reason I quite like the Joker is because I felt like he's a bit like a natural force almost. A ying to a yang, nihilism that every person goes through at some point in their life. I still wanted to see the film, though, because Batman's my favourite. And also, out of all the bad guys in all the superhero movies, Mm -hmm. there is something about the Joker. The fact that... Jack Nicholson in the original Batman series stole the fucking show as Joker. The yeah. fact that then Heath Ledger went and absolutely Crazy. smashed it. Mm-hmm. There's so much to live up to. I'm not even going to count the guy who did Suicide Squad because you're not Which even was, uh, whatever he's called. Uh, Jared Leto. That was twat. Whoever he is. Um, he was good in Fight Club. This, this this had a lot to live up to because it was of the Batman genre, but it was also carrying on a legendary character. Yeah, that character is. Did he live up to it? Did I'm talking Wacky and Phoenix specifically? Absolutely, yeah. I think that that's he saved the film in that sense for me. That he saved not bad writing, but maybe poor exposition. He saved a lot when, through his great performance. When I and hear so magnetic, when I hear people say greatest movie of all time, no, uh, which some people have said about this. When I was watching it, I thought. His performance was one of the great Great. performances. But the writing of the movie, people say, oh, this has never been done before. I mean, there's elements of it which are are different to what we've seen in that it's basically exploring mental illness um, in a way. Um, Rebellion against society, not knowing where you fit in. A guy who's been treated really badly and is reacting like this, but... Poverty. The the writing is okay. I predicted a lot of the storyline. Yeah, that was the other part for me. Yeah. Was uh, consistently, I never felt that like there was such a turn. Oh, by the way, like, stop oh spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, my bad. Fucking spoiler alert. Um, having said that, it was a great film, but the for me, it felt like a pastiche and almost. What's that mean, bro? Uh, it Fuck felt me. like a collage. You of went. A deg- you got a degree in film, pastiche not me. Pastiche isn't a hard word. It's pastiche. Of, it sounds yeah. like a fucking nut. Well, no, well it's, it's actually one of my favourite. Pistachio yeah. and a pastiche. Yeah. Um, it, it, it felt to me like a lot of other influences from other films had gone so heavily into this that it didn't feel like it really had its own identity. There were points where you're watching it where I, de- I deliberately went back and watched King of Comedy that a lot of the shots are based on in this. And that was a Robert De Niro film, Robert De Niro stars. And basically you could put, you know, Robert De Niro's character at the end, he could almost have been carried on from that. Well, and, and also there was some influence from Heath Ledger's Joker because Absolutely. the whole look of the character, like Joker in every single performance, even going back to the a TV show, mm. had never had long hair until Heath Ledger did it. And, and also not... And, and, the, and the, the way he moved like almost um, his arms were almost being controlled by yeah. um, a fucking um, marionette type yeah. thing yeah like the, the whole movement of him the, it was nice that they appeared I, I, I took it as if they were tipping the cap to Heath Ledger a little bit did you ever feel like what I never got before Heath Ledger's Joker was the dirtiness of the Joker yeah. and uh, Jack Nicholson played Love's him so porn. suave so so um, he was almost too clean as the Joker. No, and he, he was threatening, but in a different way but, to the way that Heath Ledger well, is. The one thing that Jack Nicholson brought to it uh, was the psychotic behaviour of, yeah. like, there was almost a never know what he's going to do next value to but him. He and he brought that first. Yeah. Then Ledger developed that and brought it, it took it to the next level. But you could the almost smell thinking, Ledger. Yeah. The one thing I was thinking, though was would Heath Ledger have been able to do this performance? And I felt 
Possibly. I, I feel like yeah. he wasn't given the chance because it wasn't all about him. He was yeah. having to come in, in an, from an angle. But I would love to have seen Heath Ledger do this. That's not taking anything away from Joaquin Phoenix. I've rated him as an actor from when I first seen him in a movie called To Die For. Yeah. That also has Nicole Kidman in, where he plays a deranged, obsessed student who falls in love with his teacher who yeah. eventually murders her husband for her and, and he was amazing that. in that he yeah. was he, he had elements of this character even mm-hmm. going back so he's already he's had this in his locker I hate to say he's typecast but he does play the loner the psychotic villain well, in yeah. Gladiator he but, was amazing in that but even brought an element of that to Johnny Cash or people yeah. like that where you were like ah oh, this person was alone they were slightly mm-hmm. twisted they were they didn't it, it sent them down a road where they weren't mainstream and normal do you know when you talk about influence mm. there, there was a part where I thought a person who's mentally challenged, who was being treated really badly by a lot of people around them, it reminded me a little bit of Forrest Gump. I get what you're saying. If Forrest Gump was evil, mm-hmm. this is the road he would have chosen almost. But it's like, he's like Less Forrest running. Gump's evil twin. Yeah. Because it's a very similar start in life, like a shit sandwich of a start in life. Not, I mean, obviously Forrest had a bit more of a wholesome start. Yeah. Like, but Life is like a... But, that's what I thought when people were saying, oh, this is revolutionary. You know, no one had it's explored mental challenges before and done it in this way. And I thought... Mm, Not it, in such a dark way. But it, that was that. And another thing, it wasn't just the darkness. It was the fact that for so much of the movie, he's on his own on mm-hmm. camera and he captivates you without the help of other on-screen characters. Mm-hmm. He owns this movie yeah. all on his own. And that's when you, as a YouTuber, you know, I know how hard it is to hold a... Show on your own is difficult. Yeah, it must be really... I mean, you've not had that for years, but it must have be, been really hard back in the day. <laughs> Genuinely, though. Um, that was what was amazing for... It was when he was losing the plot in his house and that... Uh, you're, it didn't feel like this is dragging. It hasn't gone to some other character. It isn't... Mm. It, it wasn't as ADHD as most movies are these days. It, they, yeah. they, they took the time to build to a moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In today's cinema, you don't get that. It's all bamba, fast and the furious, and bullshit like that. They don't build to a moment the way they did in this. Do you know what I really liked about it was every other film that is a superhero film, mm. there is almost this get out of jail free card that they have in the storyline where it's mm. like, oh, well, the bat helicopter arrives, or oh, he's magical, or oh, you know, he can shit his pants and everyone runs away. Like, there's all these superpowers. This was so raw that there was no chance for them to go, oh, well, he's crazy. Or, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I like the fact that it was open-ended a little bit. Yeah, and it left you wondering, is he good? Is he bad? Do we feel sorry for him? Do we not feel sorry for him? The perspective of the viewer was quite important. Like, even when he's first on the bus and you're first watching it, he starts laughing... But I instantly thought, he's not laughing, laughing there. Yeah. There's something else going on. Mm-hmm. It looked, you know what I really enjoyed? Like he's was, in pain. It looked painful when he sort of coughed. And yeah. that really worried me. That was sad. You could tell by watching that, like he has spent hours in the mirror developing this yeah. performance. Did it make you, the first half an hour made, actually made me quite sad. Not, oh, it was a sad movie. Not scared, but sad. Sad movie. Like I was scared of Bane. I'm scared of uh, Scarecrow. I'm scared of all those things. I wasn't scared of him. I was actually was really, vulnerable. He I was, was really incredibly vulnerable yeah. the whole time. He really got to. But me. it was like, and that's where it reminded me of Forrest Gump because right. at the start of Forrest Gump, it's so he's so vulnerable. He's Did, being bullied. 
he's being abused, he's being beaten up, and it's which road is he going to go down, and Forrest chose to act with kindness towards everyone. Does it show you how we treat mental illness different now to the way that we did? Because I feel like under Forrest Gump, people were almost patronised when they were mentally ill back in the day. It was like, look at this sweet little guy, Mm. didn't really know what to do, and here he is. Whereas this guy is like, look at this mentally ill person. He's done terrible things, like alienate him, push him away, blah, blah, blah. It it feels like these are almost summarising what's going on, the zeitgeist at that time. Well, it's supposed to capture a time period, but obviously it's a time period in a fake place. But uh, it didn't make me feel that way. It made me feel... I mean, I've been to a place where they've sort of t- sent you to, like, um, not a mental home, but, like, where they go, oh, you really need to sort of talk to someone. You're, you know, yeah. you've got post-traumatic stress disorder, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it is very sort of cutthroat even now. Like, in my experience, anyway, my, my experience when I had that moment was like, oh, you'll get X amount of sessions, and then yeah. once they run out, that's that. Yeah. Like, it was Let's like... Let's hope you're okay no, by then. And, yeah. And we're, t- we're talking not that long ago, mm. so... It's uh, very clinical, isn't it? It's yeah. very sort of, we're not here to care for you. We're here to fix the brain, and then you walk away. Yeah, the system isn't great now. It's terrible. But do you but think... Back, obviously, in the time period that they're capturing, it was a lot worse. And that's what I think... I'm interested. I would, you feel sorry nice. for him, and there's a debate on whether or not you should, because in America, apparently, when he's that, the worry was that this glorifies the bad guy because yeah. when he when he's beaten up by life and people are nasty to him, and then he reacts in a physical and violent way. People in America are apparently cheering him in the cinema as he guns down the bad guys and the Wall or, Street, or, yeah. the Wall Street bankers, but. In the, in the spectrum of the story at the time, they're the bad guys and he's the good guy almost because yeah. he's being attacked by them or, or, and he's in, in yeah. danger and he defends himself, but he, he, he goes too far. Mm-hmm. So rather than punching them back, he shoots the fuck out of mm-hmm. them. But I was sat there going, fucking kill the bastards. Yeah. Like, and uh, there's, there was worry politically about this movie becoming... Where did that worry come from? It, it came from the fact that apparently some of the inspiration for the writing of the story was taken from school shooters right. who were deranged and lonely and badly treated and rejects of society. And that was where inspiration was taken for the main character. But then when you have that character come out on top and glorified, it worried people in America that will this inspire other people to take their future in their own hands like so that. what's your opinion on that because i i think maybe you, we'll probably yours? agree well my i just don't i see what people are saying i get it quentin tarantino's always had this debate should he have all this gory violence should it look like he's glorifying it for some weird reason we didn't have that debate when it was kill bill and it was a woman on screen and i'm not saying the left she is, looked good and, and people had no problem with that, that Weird, yellow jumpsuit that's what i find so bizarre is that somehow i get Jump it. on me with that jumpsuit i mean sorry uh, sorry and we've always had this debate people saying well gta is the problem or these things are the but i generally think that's good movies are going to influence you to an extent but whether a movie can influence a majority of the population to go out there and buy a gun and shoot someone i don't know this is different though it's a bit different because we're not glorifying the violence first and foremost we're we're making a hero out of a deranged psychopath do you think he's a hero in this or do you think 
actually what you have to do is he trust be, he become like, it, it reminds me a little bit of you're a wrestling fan when Stone Cold Steve Austin was first launched in the, in the WWE he was a bad guy mm-hmm. but because he said fuck the system I am not your hero I'm not the good guy here he became the good guy yeah. and that is a bit like Joker in this movie although the performance is not Stone Cold Steve Austin not you get level. the point yeah, and, and, but that's kind of the point now, is that people want... I don't, how, do you, how do you want a movie made, then? How do you want a character made? Do you want that every time we have a character, you pause the movie and the director goes, by the way, guys, at this point, we weren't going from being a hero, so if you could just not take it that way? I hate that we have to have this debate that we can't trust the audience to go... It's not good, actually the nanny state or whatever you want to call it are going well should we portray this at all that worries me more people might go out and get guns blah 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 surely this is art this is something where you should go out there and go okay well that's open-ended for this a is reason gotham city yeah this isn't real we, uh, it, but to be fair it was shot in new york i think city, i think art should just be allowed full stop but the, i just the, don't think the, it glorifies the, the pussies it. out there though they're gonna fret over this because he did seem cool as fuck when he when he got mm-hmm. on that stage and he came out as the joker at the end mm-hmm. and you knew well i personally knew he was gonna fucking shoot the host I yeah. thought this horse is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing, by the way, to shoot you if you've seen the film Robert De Niro. Like, what a great moment in a film! And the way it kept going and going, it that reminded me of. Um, I don't know if they deliberately did this, but in Godfather One, he says, "I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this." Yeah, and there was a clear plan in place. So when he deviates from the plan, as the audience, you know the plan. You're like, you haven't done the joke you haven't done the punt what, what where where is coming you, you, the, building and building they did it brilliantly mm. that's a bit tarantino-esque because it kept it kept going mm. it was just dialogue and painful painful Francis Ford dialogue. Coppola, whatever that yeah but you know what i mean like <laughs> that that kind of that I'm just trying to match you because you know every right. fucking good day I, I know one mainstream director uh, but the for me there were there was also that there were shades of fight club in it where it was like disaffected young man not only that but disaffected young man having uh like you know psychiatric episodes where he's basically going on a fake date with a girl these kind yeah. of things i thought that was really interesting that this man imagined really nice dates with a girl and that he was in love with a so, woman so, and actually for me having seen her in a few other things she is a really perfect modern woman that actor she was really great the uh, the, the black woman was really um, yeah was she yeah, uh, well, I've seen her in Atlanta and a couple of other things. <laughs> I think she, I think what she does really well is she, she portrays um, fragility of being a woman on a date or in a relationship and feminine power all at the same time. Uh, but I think she, the actress they chose, what is perfect about her for that role is you could imagine her in many different scenarios. So she is all... Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, um, he's acting like he hasn't now. It's you very can, sweet. No, very I sweet. didn't. I didn't think that. So, okay. for me, the highlight of this whole movie was the minute you realise he has imagined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. When I walked out, Brave I Mike thought, Club. "What's the highlight? What is that? Is the highlight? That is really? the the moment you realise she is completely fabricated. And the reason she is so perfect to be that fabrication is because she could be a mother, a sister, a friend. She'll be whatever you want her to be in your mind because she's she's got a look about her that isn't overly sexual, but that isn't overly anything in any direction. She is just like very malleable, I want to say. Yeah. You but, know what I mean? But you totally relate to her. Like you can totally see that person in your life. But I totally, when they got together in the first place, thought there's something dramatically wrong here. Exactly. I, I didn't... 
I didn't know she was a figment of imagination. I just thought they wouldn't get together. I, and I, I, I fucking, I was so annoyed at myself when it came out like at the end because I was like, I fucking clocked that. Exactly. But there's also, there is a very fight club. Mu- oh, you've not because all of a sudden he goes from a bumbling, bibbling idiot to a charming Swat, guy with her. guy. He's and looking at the sign. Yeah. Some weird reason she's laughing with him in the, on the dates. And even then I was watching it like, she wouldn't be laughing on the date. It was, but it was also really sweet that when he's giving his comedy act, he's imagining her in the audience watching him and <laughs> laughing away. It was really. She was just sat at home watching a child. But Not yeah, a fucking clue. But that's very Fight Club because in Fight Club, the end of Fight Club, everyone knows this. No spoilers for you guys. They blow up the towers, which are basically the basis for modern financial society. Uh-huh. He shoots the guys in this. This is really. Uh, this isn't a new theme that we're exploring and I don't understand why people thought it was some sort of incredible new theme Uh this is a troubled guy in a modern age doesn't know how to have relationships with women this is actually like something that's been going on for maybe two or three generations of men now so why why is this film so difficult is it because people thought it was mainstream is it I don't understand I think his performance is what is shining and that's what people are raving about. I worry more about Fight Club then because Brad Pitt makes fucking poverty and blowing up buildings look way more exciting than the Joker ever does. I've not seen film. Fight Club. You and I have to watch Fight However, Club together. However, I just think I'll annoy you. You've just spoiled it the ending anyway. But I, I, what I will say is I find it, I, I talked about Forrest Gump earlier, but mm. actually I put those two performances on, on a level with each other in that yeah. um, Tom Hanks and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, to be so believable in a character that is so unbelievable, mm-hmm. that's when you really prove your worth as a as an actor. And he fucking smashed it. What were there any like favorite bits for you? There was a bit I really laughed at. Um, there's a few weird punchlines in the film. I'll give him that. There's a really great... Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but there's a really great moment where there's a load of guys making jokes with him in the changing rooms. And he laughs, 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 and then it suddenly stops. He's, he's, he goes, ha, 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 like back. So as, that's the bit that people would have seen where he's walking out of the room laughing. But it's contextless in the trailer, mm. whereas actually that was one of the biggest laughs in the, yeah. uh, the theatre. That was hilarious. The other big laugh is... Uh, when <laughs> I liked it when he went, I forgot to punch out. Just yeah. Punches the fuck <laughs> punches out. Punches the fuck out of it. There's also the great moment when the two guys come over to check on him and then it becomes very evident that he's the issue in the room. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the police came by to check and he's like, oh, really? Mm. And next thing you know, he stabs the fucker in the neck with his scissors. And then in the eye. And the the best bit is, he's just like this little um, short fella. What's yeah. his... Um, uh, I don't a man know of his, limited... Okay, yeah, length growth. of knees. Yeah. Um, God bless him. It's the knees um, the issue. <laughs> he's um, a little person, mm. and Good. but he, he's got a very funny sounding voice. So he's like, oh, no. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my oh, God. God. And all you can see is him just stabbing the fuck out yeah. of this guy and then he just lays there covered in blood and he's like <sighs> and, and the funniest thing is when this little fella walks past him and he just like, yeah. and he gives him a pride he's like oh my yeah. god but also then he weirdly everyone the laughs door, at that and he runs to the door and then he can't make the latch on the door so he's trying to get out it's such dark comedy that but like, weirdly you feel he, like he you gives can him a kiss it. on the head and he goes you were the only person that was nice to us I let you go yeah I guess that shows the power in that because also I don't know if you ever think deeply about the Joker jesters jokers the funny people in the room in society are way more important than we give them credit for the people in the room making jokes and I'm not saying they're the most important people 
But there is I, a dark, I will say it for you. They're the most important people. There is a dark... Spreading the gift of laughter... Y- yeah. ...is important. But also, what is laughter for a lot of people? A lot of people don't only laugh... Relief. Because, exactly. From the bullshit of life. Exactly. That's why me and you are here right now. Yeah. And so, there is that element of you always need a jester in the court, you always yeah. need a joker, you always need a comedian, you always need someone who's going to release that tension. And in many ways, joker is... The, the perfect symbol for that release of tension because it's He's like, also the perfect symbol for many, many comedians out there, weirdly, but which is that they're often lighting a room up but internally extremely dark people. Yeah, marginalised. Because they've got an ability to analyse the situation and find the funny in it. But that analysing, that ability that they can do, they, they begin with themselves growing mm-hmm. up and they're constantly picking at mm-hmm. themselves and that's what makes them great at that. And that's why you find people like Robin Williams with mental difficulties and stuff like that. So, but I often feel isolated. People who often are not... Weirdly, the, the, the comedian is one of the few people that maybe knows what it feels like to be on the very centre of the group everyone looking everyone laughing everyone going wow that's amazing but also on the absolute fringes of any of the groups observing watching maybe sad now i'm not saying uh, no one has that experience apart from them but, but it's they more are, extreme it's more extreme for these jim people. carrey like you see people like this like mm-hmm. they're they're really high and really low all at the pe- same time so what i find interesting about batman in general is that actually the battle between batman and the battle with joker is about well how do we structure society and that's what this whole film is about it fucks people up that we've got so much bureaucracy so much paperwork so much of this stuff so much stuff that so many people who voted for brexit feel oh on a daily god. basis oh my god lawrence no but i'm saying i'm for brexit on in this particular instance that uh, are you in this instance so that you have people to explain are, yourself well people are we sick never have done brexit people are sick of overarching uh things that slow everything down yeah. maybe get in the way of daily life yeah. and that's what Joker was breaking up because he resented the fact that his mum wasn't cared for when she had mental health issues. So he, he was treated like shit. He was treated like shit. But maybe if they treated her better, then he would have been treated better in his life. All these kind of mm-hmm. things. Uh, it, he didn't have a good relationship with women. All those kind of things. It's that battle between uh, society and the people are on the fringes. Does society look after everyone? And Batman is all about order. He's all about justice. He's all about the process. But what he can never see is that he is the person who's slightly upsetting that. Because at, at one end of the spectrum is him, and at the other is, is the Joker. Is Joker. And to some extent, they almost have a similar end, which is to prove that society isn't working the way, yeah. the way it should be. But what they both have different conclusions. In the middle. Yeah. And that's Harvey Dent, but even he loses his fucking mind. I was going to say, that's Tony Blair until he bombs Iraq. Yeah. Um, it's sad, though. The whole fucking film is sad. From front that's to back. one thing. I wasn't expecting it to feel like until the end because Mm -hmm. when he finally becomes the Joker and the suit goes on and the makeup goes on the hair's green I felt excited at that like Mm. I was like he's gonna that's clip yeah Um, I was like yeah now we're gonna get it and and when he's the fucking music's played that music that they use that Gary Glitter track um, how do you feel about the use of that track because Gary Glitter is a known I, paedophile yeah I think they deliberately went for something like that because A the, the sound fucking fit perfectly yeah but also it's a dark entertainer twisted entertainer a man who's horrible um, yeah and, they, and they're conjuring those feelings up but the way he danced down the steps it, it was 
so they, they took so long for him to get to the bottom of that steps yeah. but this is what I'm talking about about the ADHD thing where we're flicking from one thing to another like I was like I could have watched that for even longer yeah. he his movement was just captivating mm. that, um, that happened a few times where they almost just slowed down he's dancing yeah. I found the scene where he's playing with the gun yeah. uh, where he's sitting down but also then when he accidentally shoots the wall <laughs> Both of those. And he just goes, this is a war movie. <laughs> the mum's so crazy. War movie, he, mom. Yeah. yeah. But there's also the bit where he's... Do you know who playing... he also reminded me of? Okay. The killer in Silence of the Lambs. Right, yeah, that's Where he's, uh, he's dancing, yeah. he's dressed up differently. Mm-hmm. Psycho-like. Because there's something worrying about a psycho that feels free or sort of like... He's becoming like liberated by this whole experience exactly. of like... And all of a sudden, the outcast on national TV becomes a leader of outcasts mm-hmm. it's that was I loved that it's when he came out and he kissed that woman and he was like yeah. oh he doesn't give a fuck now mm. this is this is exciting this and is also to some extent you knew where he was going with it because he'd been doing that practicing thing where he kept as, the gun as someone lap. who's been like uh, like I feel like what I've done on YouTube and, and, the, and the talent that I have of talking and do mm. I feel like mainstream should be embracing me um, uh, and yeah I've said some shit yeah. but I don't care like mm-hmm. I make better and more entertaining stuff than half of these shit cunts on TV and to, I was kind of like living through him a little bit yeah, like vicariously. On, fuck this system yeah. son shoot every cunt kill them all wow <laughs> isn't that also what I guess movies are kind shoot of shoot De Niro it's cathartic in a way no that's what I was getting off of on it like I was like like this is going to shock them all. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. It was exciting. It, it did feel rebellious when you were watching I it. love that. He's been underestimated. They've completely misjudged it. Mm-hmm. And that happens a few times in the movie. My favourite bits in the movie were when people think they've got him weighed up and they realise, I'm going to die now. And that, that, for me, was like... It's such a thrilling moment when someone thinks... This is a metaphor, clearly. Yeah. But it's so thrilling, and it's happened many times in my life where people think, I know what you're capable of, and it's like, oh, you're you're fucked. You know what I mean? Well, it's that element of uh, being organised and thinking that you've got everything worked out, Mm. and then the Joker completely flips on the head. people like him, uh, he's obviously a dramatised version of people, but people who you can't predict in this world... Don't try. Mm-hmm. They, they will fuck you. Mm-hmm. Also because he was a man with nothing to lose. He didn't... He His father, as he knew him... <laughs> it's, it's true. It's only once he's lost anything if he do anything. Uh, it, his that, fa- that, that statement is exactly right. His father, as he thought he was, had rejected him. Mm-hmm. His mother had completely let him down. I was excited when I thought that's where they were going with it. Like, oh my God, the whole time... Her brothers... They were half brothers. Yeah, such a good idea. Yeah, but remember, bear in mind though, he <sighs> never turns out his mother's a basket case. He never. I don't know if he ever accepts that. You might. We don't know whether the that- turning point of this movie is when he kills his mother. Absolutely. There's a part of you which thinks oh, he's a vigilante. You're sort of like, uh, he's, he's a twat. Yeah. Like, he's done something bad, but he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. When he kills his own mother, mm-hmm. and his adopted mother, as it turned out, but regardless, that's when you're like, it's, it's all over now. He's it, not playing by any rules. Like, he's gone for it. But it's also so undermining of what he thought for his whole life. Mm-hmm. So he had this story been told forever. 
he thought this person was his biological mother. Mm. They clearly share like a great amount of intimacy. Mm. She's naked in the bath. Uh, like he's taking her food, all these kind of really intimate things that you would do. And he's I mean, a good I've never son. Done with my mum, but he's a good son. He's an amazing son. Yeah, the woman that a- he thinks gave everything. And to have that completely flipped on its head, to lose all cabin pressure and just be like, shit, this is going down. That, that, that is also a commentary on the way that a lot of modern people feel about their parents when they feel about revelation, the way they feel about their lives in general, that the stories we tell ourselves are so important and we build such an identity out of them that when those are taken away, you start to take the humanity away from people and you start to lose yourself because the self you've built is completely gone. And that is worrying because that can be taken away for anyone tomorrow. Yeah. It's sort of like, hey, you think your identity is so rock solid. Mm. Everyone walks around feeling that way. I've got this idea of myself. You've got this idea of yourself. But that can go in two seconds because someone can come along and undermine it. And I've had that happen to me a couple of times, not to that degree where you find out you've been living a lie, but I've had things happen to me through my life where I thought I I had this weighed up and I've really completely not. Mm -hmm. And it's a great test for people to go through. It's it, 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 it's not the it, making, but it is. It can be. No, it can be the making, but it can also be the complete undoing. And that's Absolutely. the thing. When I talked about Forrest Gump, mm. for him, all of his hardship, Built. he 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 was positive throughout yeah. it, and he and he operated. He consistently gave love when. Whereas with the Joker, he just completely lost himself and mm. went down the bad road and and killed everyone around him. <laughs> and at the end when he's up on top of that car and he's dancing. It, I mean, that was fantastic way to end it, I thought. Yeah. Um, well, they also, kind of ended it there. Yeah. Also very open-ended because yeah. you don't know where it's going to go from there. I thought it was amazing also that he had his first brush with Bruce Wayne, but as a kid, mm. kind of, he'd had this interaction where Bruce was extremely vulnerable. He was a child, all those kind of things. And he also led to, well, he instigated the riot that led to the death of the Wayne family. I also, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which you'd imagine is then, I mean, whether he'd know that or not, you don't know. Then there's also that uh, he would have done. the tribute shot to Heath Ledger where he's going in the back of the car and his head's just against the window. Was that, was that deliberate? I feel like it was. Yeah. A lot of people have seemed to have connected those That was stops. twice. Yeah. And I remember in the cinema thinking, oh, that looks really similar to that really famous yeah. shot where he's like a dog out the window. Yeah. Um, it was... I liked that. I liked that they'd, they'd gone back and called back to previous ideas of Joker because the Joker is also... I'd, I've never read the comic books, but I've seen... I've read, like, um, summaries. Uh-huh. The Joker's done, like, some of the darkest shit. Like, of all of them. Kill people's wives. He's <laughs> killed... I think he's killed kids. All sorts of terrible things mm-hmm. that make people question the fabric of who they are. I guess that's what the Joker is. It's like, he's, he's the Joker card. He's the thing that's always there to trip you up no matter what. To add on to that, obviously, because the film's made a lot of money, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, Mrs. Pattinson. It's, it's the guy out of Twilight. Yeah. Apparently, he's a really good actor. Uh, I've seen Twilight, wasn't, wasn't convinced. Wasn't blown away. Uh, but it, if in Lighthouse, apparently, he's amazing. Other things, apparently, amazing. Apparently, they're now thinking, hmm, maybe this is Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Pattinson. They come against each... Would you like to see that? Because I kind of like the self-contained nature of this. Like, this is one person's interpretation of it. I don't think they should do another film with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker because this it's perfect mm-hmm. in that regard. It, I Don't get me wrong, I don't think the movie is as good as what other people have, but his version of it is perfect. And clearly, what he went through to perform this, losing all the weight, 
it looked like it would have taken quite a lot out of him just mm-hmm. watching it on screen. Mm-hmm. Also, with what happened to it Heath would, Ledger, yeah. you wonder, do you want to... Someone's got, almost gotten through that. Yeah. Apparently, um, Jack Nicholson told uh, Joaquin Phoenix, this is going like, to change your life. This is going to be a character that you'll play and it will almost never leave you. It will psychologically scar you. Like, do you really, really? want to go down? Yeah. Because Jack Nicholson says that. And Jack Nicholson's played a lot of fucking dark roles. Yeah. Jack Nicholson literally was in a movie called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest about being in a mental home. Yeah. And then he was also the Joker. He also played that guy in uh, As Good As It Gets. He played loads of mentally damaged people. Uh, I don't want to say damaged. Mentally not quite working the way that you'd like to. (laughs) Um, Well saved. And then... (sighs) I don't want to keep pushing him and then that one day be like, oh, it went too far for him as well. If they were going to do it, is it Chris Nolan who did the last three? Yeah, but it's not going to be Chris Nolan so this you, time. Who, what was that fucking guy who, was it Ben Affleck? Yeah. Like, did if you're going to piss fart around and do Batman movies of that standard, Batman versus Superman, give me Fuck a fucking off. break. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't waste my fucking time with that. I wasted shit. some of my time with that shit. I didn't enjoy my time watching it, no. but I almost felt like, this is Batman, I've got no, to give it, it a go. It, there's time, it's like when The Rock's in a movie, like, you just have to watch a trailer, like Batman vs. Superman, and be like, that's like Fast and the Furious, but superheroes. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. You can also watch the trailer Dog and shit. go, got it, think I've, think I've got enough from oh, this. Oh, they're having a, tar- a tear up. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, there's not enough meaning in that for me, though. So, so Robert Pattinson, or Pattinson, whatever the fuck he's called, or Pat. Um, or Pats. Yeah, he's got a look. He's he, got a darkness. He, he's got a bit of a look about him. But um, just start again, I guess. Do, uh, but Chris Nolan's the only one who it really brought it to life. And even for the first Batman Begins was... There was times where I was like... Really? This when? is a stretch. Like, what, what was the stretch? Well, the Shaolin monks. Right, yeah, no, my, um, my bad. Yeah, I'm so I'm, sorry. If I'm going to be yeah. honest with you... Um, you yeah. yeah. I kind of enjoyed that in a way. It, well, made, the, it was kind of him getting his superpowers. No, it, it was kind of that, but also um, there was not a good enough bad guy for me. Mm-hmm. And the, the graphics weren't as good. And, and the woman playing his woman in it wasn't very good either. The one who ended up with Tom Cruise. Wasn't she out of the second film? It was. Yeah, this, yeah they this, dropped her. Oh, so this, rightly so. They dropped her. And the, the girl who was Katie in. Katie Holmes. Yeah, she's, she's with. Um, Jamie Foxx now. Katie Holmes is with Jamie Foxx? Yeah, she's, she's gone from Tom Cruise to Jamie Foxx. Uh, interesting choice. Wow. I mean... I bet you Jamie Foxx is a better shag. I don't know. Moving on. Imagine that face. I kind of want to see Tom Cruise play the Joker. I think that would be amazing. Some Marvin Gaye. Some Luther Vandross. Little... Yeah. Don't know if that works. Um, uh, but what you give this out of 10, Joker? I don't know if it out of 10 means anything. I, I went for like a, an 8. I would have said 8. I didn't feel it was life-changing i didn't come out and go wow i think in terms of his performance i'd give that as a nine or a ten maybe a t- i'd give him a ten mm-hmm. but for the story writing probably an eight I, one thing i did really enjoy is the music uh, i thought the music was fucking great you enjoyed the gary glitter well yeah but i just thought the whole movie's music i mean the actual the theme tune everything about it was daunting it was dramatic yeah. Yeah. and also i weirdly want to say the font I love the font the on font the poster. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> the font was really good, I agree. Uh, How much do you think that this film is also something which isn't really discussed now or isn't really very trendy now, which is actually a majority of society in uh, the Western world ignores a certain kind of man? 
and or they don't particularly like the idea of that kind of man and it's a very uncomfortable man that people imagine when they think of him and this what film is that? Um, a loser no, in do, a way do you mean like, an outcast sort of thing kind of outcast but also a reject just, of society not only that but uh, also how easily the, you can become that sort of person okay. how easily you can a few steps and anyone could become a terrorist yeah. or they could become I, I really enjoyed an interview I seen with a homeless guy not long ago where he's like yeah like this just happened to me like yeah and he, he, he described his life and how it just like boom 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 mm-hmm. and he's like they don't want to know me they don't want to know how easy it would be for exactly. them to get here the fragility of yeah. your own life and how quickly you can oh, get to that dude who was it Emma Kenny mm-hmm. TV psychologist had a chat with her not long ago and she goes um uh, security is an illusion absolutely like and those are just to some people that's just a sentence but anyone like a lot of people go get a steady job get a steady there's nothing steady in this world mm-hmm. mate not anymore like it could all be taken away from everyone like just like that yeah and for some people they're just unfortunate that they do end up in a shit situation mm-hmm. um, and that is something that people who are in safe and steady lives they don't want to see they don't want to be hit with and that's probably the kind of people who are really like frightened by a movie like this yeah or people who feel so fragile that they don't want to have to approach those feelings right now well it was, it was about the lower classes rising up and yeah ripping back and, and shooting control. people on wall street yeah. and some people agreeing with that and us not liking that yeah. and us worrying about that yeah. like that worries people that they could lose all the things they've worked hard yeah. for all these kind of things that. And I think for regular people, that, that's where the fun in it is. Yeah. When he goes up to the camera after he'd shot De Niro yeah. and he's like, and I just want to say it, and he just comes up. That was really good, though. That really made me laugh. Yeah. There were so many moments shot in the film which were so darkly comedian. humorous. Yeah. This is the irony. I thought about it at one point, like, this is a guy who has a shit sense of humor who is ironically funny because he has no comic timing mm-hmm. and his name is the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a weird He's like a... Paradox. Like, yeah, this this paradox, just mm. walking around. Yeah. But that's also what's so funny. That's what comedy is. It's setting up a juxtaposition yeah. between two funny things. Like, he's a walking joke. Yeah. And he says it on the, on the stage yeah. when he finally does get there. He goes, it's all contextual. I yeah. find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he just shoots him in the head. But isn't... <laughs> Isn't that kind of true with YouTube and some extent when we're on um, True News and we are looking into a bubble that we're not part of? So we were watching the farming simulator the other day and we were laughing at those people. Not with them. Not really. If we're honest, we're not really laughing with them. And that doesn't mean that I wouldn't share a coffee with them and go, that was funny, guys. You, you sounded like such funny boring or, bastards. Yeah, but also that you've chosen farming simulator. That's not really the point that I'm making. <laughs> but like that actually we're getting an insight into this man's bubble. And actually, when you look at most people's thing from the outside, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know about. There's a lot of scary stuff there. There's a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever see someone get in a car and drive off mm-hmm. and wonder, I wonder what their life is like through their eyes? Absolutely. Apparently, there's a, a word for that feeling. I don't know what the word is. But I, I, also, I, I do that on the tube a lot, where the doors all close mm-hmm. and you'll see someone through the glass and I'll be like, what is going on? No, but I, I often head? think... And maybe this is because I played so many fucking computer games that are first-person shooters. Mm. I wonder what it'd be like to be able to, and then like Wake take up. over their life. Like, did you ever play Driver Three? Huh? Did you ever play Driver Three? Yeah, I played Driver. Yeah. So uh, in Driver Three, what you could do was you could take over anyone else's car. Mm-hmm. So in the the whole premise of the game was you could 
come out of your character's body and go into another car mm-hmm. and you could use that to win the missions but it was the first ever game where uh so there's first person shooters and third person uh, shooters uh-huh. and all those kind of things this was the first ever game where you played from the second person uh-huh. which is one removed and apparently it's this really weird feeling as a kid I don't really know about it but that kind of gave me this feeling in in uh, Joker where you related to him then you suddenly didn't relate to him then you related to him you suddenly didn't relate to him it felt like you were sometimes out of body almost yeah that felt really strange to me I got that too yeah 100% do you think that worries people that uh their boyfriends or their husbands or their brothers or their fathers are in some way relating to these like really dark subject matter. Mm. I think people get scared when they just think of the darkness of other people generally because there's a dark side of everyone. Everyone's done stuff that they wouldn't like to admit to. Uh, Everyone, even you. Yeah, everyone's done stuff. You're one of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, and vice versa. I, on the other hand, I'm a shit. The, the thing... Bad turn is, I think the other... I'd wor- love to play a Batman evil character. I love evil characters. I thought you were about all- to say I loved, I loved, I'd love to play Batman, and I was like, fucking hell, there's some big wings. <laughs> yeah, to carry this cock <laughs> yeah. from the top floor. I can fly! Albert. Only up to 15 stone! Oh, Does my God! Does parachute? <laughs> um, it's, oh, my God. No, I'd love, I've always wanted to be the bad guy. Which, if you could pick any Batman or just any superhero bad guy, who would you pick? I, I related with Bane because of his size and his style. His power. But, uh, of all the Batman bad guys... Uh, Mr. Freeze. Chill out. You'd be a good Mr. Freeze. Your beard cool. would be ice. I would be interested. I think you'd make a good Riddler. I just want to put that out there. Riddle me this. Yeah, no, that would be a really good one. Jim Carrey, I think you could totally pull that off. That level, I've got that physicality yeah. to my nature. We would be Two-Face and Riddler. You'd yeah. be an amazing Two-Face. Yeah. Yeah. Flip the coin, bitch. Or you would actually make a really sinister Joker. But with Bane, um, he has poison ivy with him. That would be fun. You just want... A-, a horrible woman to control me. And we'll leave it there. Uh, That's been is, all for... This has been... <laughs> Another movie review on um, trying to think who else True Geordie Two. What other bad guys are there? I mean, if you're asking me, my favourite bad character in all of Batman, I am Catwoman, hands down. Is she Michelle bad, Pfeiffer? It's got a lot of answer for in my sex life. I've got to be honest with you. I think that whole so. film is for most people like a seminal moment, seminal fluid moment. For, when she's for licking herself and shit like that. I mean, I can't believe that. Because I was watching this shit when I was like nine years old. Never thought anything of it. Yeah. Rewatch it when you're 14, you're like, wait a second. You just keep going, She's licking herself. Keep going up. And also, I thought Penguin was, was so good. As, Penguin's I burned good. this sick in city like a heart from hell. He, it was <laughs> also though that he was, um, he was another one of the joke way. Do you feel sorry for him? Do you like him? Like he'd been an outcast. Yeah, Cobblepot. Where, Cobblepot. Where yeah. I also love that he They're had all that. just, they're all, what is it about being abandoned, adopted or whatever in Batman? It's like a curse. It's like you're instantly a, a bad guy. You're instantly bad or good. Yeah. And that's where we'll end this week's podcast. Right. Thanks a lot for watching with us. If you want to join another True Geordie, a true movie review. Oh, yeah. uh, tell us what to review, what to talk about. Because I'd like to do some classics. Good. Um, the Scarface and the like. You know I can't believe I mean? you, we've got to watch Fight Club together. Okay. We'll do. I'd love to watch Fight Club with you. Okay. Because okay. you're just, there's a character in the film that I think you're, there are actually a few characters you're very similar to. That's scary. No, in a good way. Multiple personality disorder. Well, that's... I don't want to ruin the film for you. Hit the like button. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Do you want a biscuit?
They're actually, these cookies are actually quite good. We're going to have some cookies now. We'll see you later.